Praise God, you sung that well. Thank you, you may be seated. So we're looking at these four letters of urgency, I think, that, that um, we have in the, the New Testament, um, second and third John, and Jude and Philemon. We're looking at third John today, and, um, and I think it's um, one of those scriptures that is... Um, uh, that we need to read over and over again and, and hear the story that's going on. Um, John is writing to a bunch of churches, we believe, in Ephesus and, um, and, and, and uh, house churches or, or building churches that are going on. And um, he's talking about, in this letter, how to choose people of influence. The people that are around us should be um, uh, positive influence makers for us if we're to grow in our uh, relationship with the world and with Christ. I, uh, I always am concerned that, that uh, um, believe it or not, that people um, always put the pastor up on a pedestal, you know what I mean, and seek to follow him. Paul, Paul says it so much in his writings. He says, I want you to do what I'm doing. And you know what Paul was doing? Trying to be his best to be a Christian, to be a follower of Christ. He said, don't follow me, follow whom I'm following, you know. I, I was at a church one time in the, in the community, and we, we had uh, several United Methodist churches all around. And, and this one pastor that I would go and see occasionally for years, he would say to me, I, I, I have this person I want you to meet. He doesn't go to our church, but he used to go to your church. And I said, well, I don't have a church. God didn't give me a church. He's still the boss of the church, amen? I'm not the boss, praise God. It's not my church. People say, it's my church. How's everything going to your church? I said, I don't know. I don't have one. This is your church, amen? I am the shepherd, I hope. But anyways, he wanted me to meet this guy. Over and over again, he wanted me to meet him. And he would come to special things. And he lived in the community where I was serving um, as their shepherd there, and, and, and it was about four or five years, finally, finally, we were together in a meeting, and he says, oh, I'm glad you're here, I want you to meet this guy, so um, he brought this guy over to me, a young man, about my age, and uh, introduced us, and he said to the, this young man, he said, he goes to where you used to go to church, and the guy looked at me, and he said, yeah, I used to go there, but my, one of my dear friends who was a pastor um, was the pastor there before I was and he said but I don't go there anymore I followed the other pastor and without even thinking my brain went right into gear and I said geez that's pretty good but I'm going to keep following Jesus you know what I mean he followed that pastor I had some people one time we were leaving their church and going to not very far away, about a half an hour, 45 minutes away to another church. And they came up to me one day and said, hey, we're going to follow you down to your church. I said, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, I've done a terrible injustice if you think you're to follow me. I have been trying to say to you all along, don't follow me, follow Jesus. Amen? That's, you know, because I'm going to mess up, friends. And I, I do mess up. You know it. Um, big time, and I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, although I think I'm Christ at times, but I'm not. <laughs> and 
I'd be in more trouble if I was, wouldn't I? Oh, gosh. This book, this third book of John, is talking about that very thing of us being careful who we follow and what we're being told, okay? And it has a... Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I said, I don't know what the deal is, but God has us dealing with this whole issue in the churches in Third John. It's there, this issue of, of authority and leadership. Let's read it together. It goes like this. It talks, it's it's um, um, our friend John, the beloved, the elder, He says, to my dear friend Gaius, he says, I love you in the truth. And if you watch this real closely in chapter, or verse 2 and verse 5 and verse 11, he, he calls him again his dear friend. That's how close these two are. He says in verse 2 then, he says, dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in every way and be in good health physically, just as you are spiritually. For I was very glad when some brothers came and testified to your faithfulness to the truth, how that you are walking in that truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And in verse 5 he says, My dear friend, you are, are showing, you are showing faithfulness by whatever you do for the brothers, especially when they are strangers. They have testified to your love in front of the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, since they set out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from pagans. Therefore, we ought to support such men so that they can be co-workers with the truth. He's talking there about um, pastors that are traveling pastors and teachers. I wrote something to the church but Diatrace, who loves to have first place among people, does, does not receive us. This is why if I come, I'll remind him of the works he is doing, slandering us with malicious words. And he is not satisfied with that. He not only refuses to welcome the brothers, the traveling pastors, um, to welcome the brothers himself, but he even stops those who want to do so and expel them from the church. (laughs) Now, if you can't see what's going on in the United Methodist Church in that little bit right there, you you need to come talk with me and talk with David. Then verse 11, he says, Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. And the one who does does good is God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Now, Demetrius... Demetrius, one of these traveling pastors, has a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. And we also testify to him. And you know, you know that our testimony is true. I have many things. I have many things that I'd like to write to you, but I don't want to write to you uh, with pen and ink. I hope, I hope to see you soon and we will talk face to face. Peace, peace be with you. The friends here send, send you greetings. Greet our friends there by name, if you would. My goodness, this is the word of God for all of his people. 
I think, I think if we look at this, this, this urgent letter that John sent to the church, um, it was an urgent letter because there was something going on in this first century, sometime around, um, they think, 60 or between 60 and 70 uh, AD. Um, uh, something was happening in the church that wasn't good, and John had to address it right away in this short little note. And what he's saying, what he's saying, if you listen to it closely, he's saying there's, there's three people that, are, are, um, um, that I'm focusing in on. Gaius, Gaius, who's a person of influence that cares about John. That's the first thing I think we should learn in this lesson, that when we, when we look at people who are, are um, uh, influencing us, why are they doing it? And most of the time, we don't know until we find out that they're doing it to help us. Because sometimes people influence us, don't they? To not help us. Remember, I'm that uh, insanely simple person. People say and do things for you for one of two reasons. Because they either want to help you or want to hurt you. Amen? And we, we, have to, we have to discern that and understand what people are doing and why they're doing it and the, the energy behind what they're doing. He's talking about Gaius in that way that says, that says to everybody around him, this is my, my dear friend that I trust completely, that I, I put my faith in him and, and know that he is doing what God wants him to do. And he spells it out. He, he helps all those people that are running around trying to, to share the word of God, to teach the word of God. And he says, friends, um, no matter what you're hearing, no matter what's going on, trust Gaius, because he's a person of influence that cares about the church and about you. Um, I, I think sometimes, I think sometimes we, we, um, we misinterpret the way people do things. And in the church, that's what brings up so much controversy, so much um, inner, inner conflict, because people think that people are doing the, they're, what they're doing for one reason or another until we get close to them, until they get close to them. I had a pastor friend of mine that was just a tremendous pastor, and he went to a church, and he was there for about a year, and then all of a sudden everybody in the, uh, in the church was in turmoil, in turmoil because of... Um, of um, their lack of trust for this pastor. And I said to my friend, I said, well, what has happened? He said, I don't know. He said, I was at a house the other day of some people who have left the church, and I went to visit them, just see how they were doing and everything. And, and he said, when he was done with the visit, the husband looked at him and said, you know, you're not at all like people tell us. Did you hear that? They left the church because people were saying something negative about him. They had their agenda. And, and we, we need uh, people of influence um, um, that can get past that. So I, I called him just a couple months back, and I said, how's things at church? And he said, oh, there's such a sweet spirit here now. And I said, well, that's good to hear. I said, I'm glad all the conflict is over. He said, yeah, and most of the people that left have come back because they now hear the truth. And if you hear him say this right, right away in, in um, verse 1, he says to my dear friend that I love, love, I love you in the truth because Gaius is sharing the truth. 
We need to have those people that do that for us, the, those influencers who uh, genuinely care about us. And we need to hang on to them, hang on to them. One of my great influencers was a guy named Dr. Buswell. And uh, I met him at Malone College at, at, um, at the age of 33 when I started going there. And um, he became a great friend of mine for the next 20 years that um, he was my, my mentor, um, my go-to person. Another person was um, Dr. Emerson. He was the pastor at our, our church in, in uh, Duber. And um, he became a real good friend of mine and uh, a mentor. And then uh, uh, I could tell you about all the things that you do for me here. Um, you guys do great things for me. Jim, Jim is one of them. Jim Denham. I'm telling you, he's, he's my great friend. Ask me all kinds of weird questions. You know? <laughs> and I give him a weird answer back. Most of the time, it's, I don't know, Jim, tell me. <laughs> but but we, all, we have these people here right in this room and at home that we care about immensely. And that's what, what John is trying to say, this elder is saying to us. Um, uh, choose influencers that genuinely care for you and help you out along the journey. Um, that's the first thing I think we should do. <laughs> I, uh, I, I read this note by William Arthur Ward, and I put it down. Every person is an influencer, he says. And every person has the power of their influence to make people happy. And he said it's only one of two ways. Some people make people happy when they enter a room because of their influence. And then some people really make us happy when they leave the room. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Don't you like that? And then he talks about diotripus. And my friends, as we think about the church today, um, and the, destruction, the, the destructive mode that we are in, um, Diotrephus was, was that leader that had his, if we, we listen to it here in this letter and glean from it what we think God is saying, Diotrephus was all about himself. If you listen to what he says, they, he, wrote to, he wrote to the church. Diotrephus probably was like what we would call a bishop or the leader of the churches. And his was all about um, legalism, making sure you do the law and, and do everything right. It wasn't about loving God. It wasn't about loving people. It wasn't about loving these, um, specifically these traveling pastors. It wasn't about loving them. Matter of fact, he, if you listen to the text real close, he literally stops them from sharing God's word and kicks them out of town. They have no, no business there. And that's what's happening to um, the church today. The people who are sharing the gospel are being kicked out. I, I, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but the United Methodist Church is not here anymore. I need you to hear that. That's why we need to meet next week. 
Some of you have been in the United Methodist Church for, well, like Phyllis Ann, 83 years. She's been a, that's the only church she's gone to. And we had a little stint of, of a Pentecostal church that we loved to go to, uh, and a Presbyterian church, but we never left the, well, I wasn't involved in any church until I met Phyllis Ann, but, but um, the church that we know and that we knew, I need you to know it's not here anymore. And you need, to, you need to get Dave's paper back there. And if you haven't read it, please read it before next weekend. And come and, and, um, and just share your heart. That's what John is saying here. John is saying here, and the second point that I want to make out, is that we need to get um, influencers who um, walk the talk of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to, if you don't know it, I want you to know it today that uh, my whole life, I, I am, I, literally, I am the dumbest person you probably know. I don't mean that to say, oh, no, you're not, Floyd. I am the dumbest person you know because I only know one thing. I know Jesus Christ and his love and his grace. That's all I know. Do you understand what I mean? I believe today I believe without a doubt he was born of a Virgin Mary. I trust that completely. I believe without a doubt that he lived a perfect life. That's why Satan had to attack him to help him try to sin. I believe that he died on that cross for us, for me personally. Yeah, he died for you too, but I believe he died for me. If I was the only person in the world, he would have died for me. I believe that. I believe. I believe that he went to, into hell and took the keys of death, and now there's no more. When I die, it'll be a glorious time. When I die, don't believe it, because I'm alive more than I've ever been before. Amen? And I believe Jesus Christ um, came back. And I believe, I believe that he's sitting right now at the right hand of the Father, waiting to come back again. And I believe all that. I trust all that. I put all my faith in that. I put all my hope on that. And that's all I want you to hear. And I want to do my best to walk that talk. Amen? And it's hard, friends. Um, Edgar Guest. Edgar Guest um, shared two scriptures one time in a sermon. He said... uh, from James chapter 1, verse 22, he says, But to be doers of the word, and not just hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And then he shared Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. You know it from the Sermon on the Mount. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And then this was the gist of his sermon that night. Are you ready? It was a thing he just put down on paper and read it. He said, I'd rather see a sermon than ever hear one one day. Did you all get that? I'd rather see a sermon than hear one one day. I'd, I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell me the way. The eyes are better pupils and more willing than the ear. 
Fine counsel is confusing, but example is always clear. The best of all preachers are the men who live their creeds. For to see good put in action is what everybody needs. I soon can learn to do it if you'll let me see it done. I can watch your hands in actions, but your tongue's too fast and I may run. (laughs) The lecture you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I might misunderstand you and the high advice that you would give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. Amen? So the big, the big lie that the church is putting out today is that we don't love. We don't love if we're not into their view of things. We don't love, friends. I want you to know that in this church that's a complete counterfeit lie, isn't it? This church loves and cares. More than most churches that Phyllis Ann and I have been in, you have treated my wife much better than all the churches we've been in together. You have treated her much better. Your actions proclaim that. You walk the talk. I pray that that's what I do. I pray that I always stay faithful. I I like it. St. Francis of Assisi, I think, is the one that said it. He said it. Preach preach at all times as you walk. As you walk, let your life be a testimony of who he is. He said, preach at all times and if necessary, if necessary, (laughs) speak. Praise God. Well, we need to share our voice today in the church and let them know that we, we um, as John says, um, when I get over there and see uh, this leader, I'm going to um, tell him how I feel about it, that he's not loving and kind and caring. He's not working, walking the way he talks. There's a last one. Um, it was, it's with Demetrius, and I think that's the thing that we need to work on um, we need uh, influencers in our life that have good reputations. Good reputations. And Demetrius is one of those people who has that reputation. And um, I, could, I could stand here and tell you all the folks that I know and love and dearly that have a good reputation. Max Lakato. Amen? We follow him. Why? Because he has a good reputation. You know what I mean? Um, uh, John MacArthur, you know, and we, I can, and and it, and then come down to here, to names here, Jerry, you know, and all he does. Jerry here? Oh, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry, and all he does for the Lions Club. Why? Because he has a good reputation, crazy one, but it's a good one. <laughs> I I hope I have a good reputation, and and when I say this to you, I think it's it's time bound. It's good to know somebody that, you, that you've heard of that, you know, just recently, and you say, oh, they have a good reputation. But really, a good reputation takes more. It takes 10 years. It takes five years that you, you walk with this person, you're with this person, and in, those, in that time, you see them caring about you immensely, genuinely, 
caring about you, and you see them walking what they say, and then you know indeed that they, that reputation is just not a fleeting thing, that it's something we hang on to at all times. The influencer that controls my life has all three of those. I think... I think Jesus Christ loves us more than we can ever imagine. And I think he has done everything he can to show us to walk that talk. And um, his reputation has, what can you say? It's sort of like Billy Graham, what can you say? You know, but Billy Graham would say, I'll tell you what to say, follow Jesus, amen? This is a letter of urgency for us to be sure that we're following the right people. <laughs> following the right people. And I think uh, it looms before us that we will have to make a decision to who we're gonna follow one day here real quick. Friends at home, you need to hear that. Friends here, you need to hear that. We're going to have to make a decision and our decision should rely around this letter of urgency of who influences us the most and what do they influence us with. Not just in church, but in this world that we live in. I think we need to pray, don't you? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we can be in your presence to worship you to praise you. To tell you if we can some way, thanks. Thanks for all you've done for us. Thanks for what you're going to do for us. And thanks for what you're doing for us even this day. We come into your presence today, humbled in our hearts that um, um, we have influencers in our lives that um, we need to make sure we're following rightly. And um, we ask for your guidance and your directions. We don't want to do anything out of your will, Lord. So be with us in our daily walk with all those around us. Help us to help us always to do our best to look for those who care about us to watch those and follow those who walk the talk of loving you. And to follow those that we know have that good name. <laughs> Boy, the young kids today, you know, Lord, in, the, in junior high and high school are looking for their reputation, aren't they? Help them to choose the right one, Lord. Help us to follow them, the right one. We pray for our church today. We pray for our church and pray that you would, you would uh, give us healing, guide us and direct us um, because we're praying for your church, Lord. We want to be a part of it. Thank you for everything. Thank you for this time. We pray all these things in your son's name today. Amen. Mm.